0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Sacred Space Podcast. My name is Gina Stockton and I am so happy that you're here. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, Rihanna Downey. Rihanna is a singer, songwriter, worship leader, creative, an all-around great person who I have had the opportunity to do worship with and we had a great conversation about dreams. What does it look like when you dream with God, when you have expectation and hope with Him? Maybe even He has planted something in your heart or or given you a promise. And what do you do as that thing that you've placed an expectation on, maybe doesn't end up the same way you think it should, or it adjusts, or it just isn't panning out in the same way. What does it look like when God meets you there? And what is it that we need to be attentive to when that happens, when we can surrender our own ideas to make room for God's ideas that can be so much bigger, so much deeper, and have so much more purpose. What does it mean for our identity? What does it mean for our intimate relationship with God? and with the things, the gifts that he's given us. So I hope you enjoy this episode, sit back and relax and enjoy your time in the sacred space.
1: How are you? I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm happy you're here. We met,
0: gosh, it's almost been two years now, I think. At the Living Love of Loved events, you and I were part of the team that led worship for two really cool events, one in San Diego, one in LA, yep. with our dear friend Roy Cochran and mm-hmm. Justin Heppner and Norm, my husband. And um, we got to spend a couple of really fun days together doing ministry. And we've got to lead and do different things here and there. But um, you live in... Encinitas. Encinitas. Yep. Yeah. I live in Orange County. So we don't get to see each other a ton. Yeah, but you're I, one of those people that like we met. I'm like, oh, yeah, Insta friend. Yeah, Insta friend. So I yeah. like you a lot. I like you so much, Still too. appreciate you. I know. You are a singer-songwriter, artist. You're also... Um, you're just gifted in a lot of things. But you mm. also... You're just a leader, a spiritual leader. You're um, prophetic. My friend Chris and I got to come to a little thing you had at your house the other night. It was mm-hmm. fun for Chris and I to watch you and just the the gentle authority that you have in mm. the lives of these women and the impact that you that god has through you in their lives was really cool to see and so sweet kind of fun to see that so at that evening you were sharing a little bit it, it was a night you do yearly right with a group of women Why don't you explain yeah a bit yeah of that? so
1: it's actually it's called a dream night i've done it 4 years in a row now i never like i didn't start it with the intention of it being an annual thing but it kind of turned into that And, um, it initially just started off as like, Hey, let's get together. Let's pray. Let's, uh, let's do these, these kind of vision boards. Some people got kind of freaked out. They were like, is that like a new age thing? And I'm like, no, no, it's not. We're not doing a new age thing. We're actually like casting our vision with the Lord and in a prophetic way. And, uh, and you know, I think we left some space for it to be like not completely defined. I mean, I have, I always have like a million ideas, but it turned into this, Really beautiful night. I mean, people were getting words, and to this day, I still have people come up to me and say, "Oh my gosh, at your dream night, that set a course for my entire entire year. yeah, like god God spoke things over me that night, or I saw things that night with God that just completely shifted the course of my life and um, in some pretty major ways. and so I've, I felt really privileged to partner with God in that. It's just one one thing I do a year, Yeah, yeah real simple. And, um, but yeah, that's what that is. It's awesome. It's sweet also to see. And I think it's an encouragement
0: for people. We get, we can get locked as believers into feeling like my gifts need to fit into a church program where I can use my gifts. And, Mm -hmm. and it's hard for people a lot of times to even consider that God can put something on your heart and you can invite people to your home and you can, Mm -hmm. Minister to people and pray for one another and and see God do amazing things. I think we right. in the Western evangelical world, we've kind of um, gotten trapped by the four walls of whatever church community we belong to, and not that there's anything wrong with those communities. They're powerful and they're significant. Mm-hmm. but what's in you is not just to remain inside those four walls. So that's a little bit of a tangent, but I love the fact that well <clears throat> on
1: on that point, I, I think too that there. We've gotten really good at like pro- programs and filling filling the space up completely. Yeah, and I just feel like with God, it's really important to to uh, keep a lot of space open. Yeah, it's the same thing about like prayer and meditation. Yeah. Like prayer is we're talking to God. I mean, prayer goes both ways, but but meditation and we're listening. And, and the Christian evangelical world spends so much time talking they can't hear anything. I mean, sorry, evangelical <laughs> yeah. world, but it just, yeah. it tends to be a thing. And so I kind yeah. of feel like, um, it's disempowered the, the person, you know, it's like, we need to understand that every single person has a space that's empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to open up and use our giftings with everybody else. And I love the idea of doing things with the Holy Spirit that doesn't have like a complete framework attached to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and that's,
0: that's really what spiritual community is to oh, so be yeah. able to be set loose in that. But back to, so that night you kind of put out some questions and, and you shared a little bit about the last year for you and <laughs> processing kind of how you put it that night was almost the death of a dream. So I would love for you to share a little bit of that journey with our listeners? Yeah. so That's funny. Nice. <laughs> Let me just say that. Does that feel cheesy? It feels so cheesy. But I would love for you to share a little bit of that story and that journey and how, how God met you there, because I'll see you every, what, six months or so over the last two right. years. So I've kind of watched from a distance your journey. And yeah. I would say a good six to eight months ago, you were in a hard place and struggling a bit. And oh, yeah. it was cool to be there that night and see this, the You're in this place now where you're seeing where God was in that and you're seeing Him where He is now and the Mm -hmm. journey He's been meeting you
1: in that. So, yeah, I'll stop talking so you can. No, it's good. You're right. You're (laughs) right on about that. I I feel like a big piece of it is you just don't never think, you just never think that like your dream, that your real desires or or dreams lie at the other end of it, at the death of something.
0: It's good.
1: Yeah. And um, I think. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just this last year was just very, very difficult for me on many fronts. I dealt, I was dealing with like a lot of depression, um, which was weird for me because I, I had, I haven't had, I had depression like kind of when I was a teenager, I would have these rolling depressions, but this was like, it was a fog. It wasn't like I was so sad. It was like, I just could not, see through the Mm. clouds. Mm. I couldn't make sense of anything. I felt completely unmotivated. I felt like my creativity was just dampened. Mm. And, um, for me, creativity is like a lifeline to God. So it was really tricky. And also I would say that this season has been about God, um, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but God changing the way he's speaking to me. I I went from learning to hear his voice in this prophetic way, you know, where I would hear something and I'd write it down. Oh, God's saying this to me. And, um, it was this beautiful time where I had that. And then God just, that shut down Hmm. and God was teaching me to hear him more through my senses, more through Hmm. impressions Hmm. rather than, things that were tangible that I could say, this is what God's saying. It was more like a sense. So that felt hard. But for me, it was like, okay, I'm hitting, um, I'm, still, I'm still going through some of this, but I'm, I'm going to be 40 in March. For some reason, that felt like a big deal to me and I never thought it would. Yeah. And I found myself in this place where I was like, well, everything I thought was going to happen really just hasn't. There's a lot of things I have to be grateful for. I have my beautiful family, just great husband. And I love writing music and I get to record it here and there, you know, but I just had envisioned this life for myself. And even I had walked through so many real big disappointments that I thought God was going to redeem. Like, oh, you know, that label dropped me. God for sure is going to make up for it. Yeah. Or, um, I don't know. Some of it was like, there's a desire in my heart. If it's there, it must be that God and God's not removing it. So it must be that this is where we're going, you yeah. know? So I would hold yeah. on to those things. And, um, and then I just came to a place where I tried a lot of things this year and they just did, they just fell through the ground. Yeah. And I, and it was like everywhere I turned to try to do something, it was like a no, the yeah. door is closing. And, and there's, there was a lot of rejection that I, I kind of walked into and I think God just wanted me in a really big way to let go of the outcome of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, he That's wanted good. me, it wasn't that he was asking me to stop creating and stop doing the thing that I love, but he was asking me to stop attaching all of these things to the, the outcome, you know, like stop yeah. writing the story. Yes. Um,
0: yeah. And we talked about that a little bit that night and this is, it's so funny. So all you Sacred Space listeners. <laughs> You're going to start recognizing like in season one, there's things that the Lord kept talking to me about. So it kept popping up in the episodes. And I feel like season two is going to be the same way. So I know I already kind of touched on this in my um, episodes with Norm in the beginning of the season, but God's been talking to me a lot about expectation. Mm. A verse he gave me several months ago was the Jeremiah 33, two and three, thus says the Lord who made it. To have formed it, to establish it, the Lord is his name, call to me, and I will answer you, show you great and mighty things that you do, do not, not know, know yet. yet.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> and but then God started challenging me back in probably October. Gina, I want you to thank me for what you don't know yet. Because I do. So good. So just start start praising me, start thanking me for what you don't know. And so there's just been this lesson of how do you have great expectation? without imposing your own design of what you think that should look like. And that's nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. I mean, that goes back to Abraham, right? You know, God gave him this huge promise and word that he was going to be a father of a nation. And, the poor guy, you know, him and Sarah just wanted one kid. You know, they, you know, yeah. that, you know, how could we, like they couldn't even fathom that because they just wanted a child, and it just never manifested the way they thought it would. Which that disappointment alone and that doubt pushed them to start
1: trying to take it into their own hands. So, um, and don't we all? Don't yeah? Don't we don't, all just try to take it don't into our own hands? Totally. Well, and just on that note, some of the like rejections and disappointments that I went through were because I was like trying to take it in my own hands. Yeah. I don't even know that I realized it. It wasn't like I was outright, you know, in sin or trying to do something yeah. crazy, but I was trying to invite myself into circles that I wasn't invited into <laughs> yeah. that I already felt rejected by. And right. then, and then I, you know, and then here I am like, wait, what? Okay. So then i I walked willingly into that just to yeah. learn that that God again is like, we are not going there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and it's going to hurt every time you try. Every time you try. And it, you know, don't lean on your own understanding, no, <laughs> you know, yeah, no kidding. but it's right. so,
0: it's so challenging. I think, especially in an arena where you can get pretty far in your own strength. Yeah. Well, and I was just
1: thinking right when you said that, that, That this is the age of like the self help. I don't, I would even say there's probably a better term for it, but this generation that's coming up and saying, you can manifest your own destiny. Yeah. And listen, I am all about let's dream with the the Lord. And yes, the Lord has given us a lot of power and yes. he has given us a lot of authority. Yeah. But the minute we start trying to do it without him, yeah. You know, it's like that whole like I'm going to manifest for myself. I'm going to put a number on the board and I am going to go after that number. Right. Or whatever it is right, you're going right, after. Right. I, like I said there's nothing wrong with dreaming it up, but I feel the pressure of this culture that is just running after what it wants. And it's not giving a second thought that there might be a bigger picture involved. That, yeah. And that's the whole point. I mean, God, the only reason God would ever say, we're not going in this direction is because we're doing something that's going to fill you up better. That's going to be more for you that you were designed yeah, for. It's good. And you know, it's, I can know that about God, but that still, <laughs> still hurts. It's still yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, And it's still been painful for me to just trust. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah.
0: When we do that work with the Lord, cause you know, we've, we've walked through some hard stuff in our life and our family and stuff. There's been a lot of challenges in a lot of different areas and, and mm-hmm. every time it's just a whole nother level. Do you trust me? Yeah. You know, and then I have to go, I have to be honest with the Lord and myself and go, I thought I did, yeah. but apparently I don't. <laughs> yep. So show me where what it? What is it? Like, what's the thing that's standing in the way? What's the? What's the lie I've I've just taken in as my own, and, yeah. and that has caused me to to just not trust you? It is interesting. Um, actually, I was here. We're recording in the back, the bowels of New Community Church in <laughs> <and> Vista. <laughs> yes, because it's relatively it's quiet. Like yeah, the dungeon. The dungeon. Yeah. Um, and I was here leading worship a few weeks back, and uh, Matt, who is who was speaking, um, he said something that was so great. He said, You know, um, the enemy in the garden didn't tempt Adam and Eve to sin. And of course, you could hear the room go, Wait, what? Yes, he yeah. did. And he's like, No, no, no. He tempted them to doubt. Wow right? So what, what was the doubt? The doubt in, did God really say, is he really good? Mm-hmm. Is he really for you? Is he really safe? Um, the doubt about our own identity, am I actually a son? Am I actually a daughter? Am I actually loved? And if I take that doubt, if I take that temptation, if I start going down that rabbit trail... I don't need the enemy. Doesn't need to lead me anywhere. I'm going to lead myself. Yeah. That's <laughs> right? So crazy. That's the seed of it. That's the seed of it. Like when he said yeah. that, I was like, "Dang it! That's it. That that is the thing. <sighs> that so is true. the core." Um, if if everybody understood and believed the goodness of God and His character and who He is and His mm-hmm. motives, and we believed that we are loved and that we are worthy of that love mm-hmm. through Jesus. How, oh, how things would change! oh, how the church would be different right so oh, how the true. world would be different, and so um that's not an indictment that's all of us being able to come together and just um go, whoa, yeah, <laughs> hold the you know, hold on um and and the thing that's so beautiful though too, is that that in those moments of realization, yeah. God isn't overcoming with condemnation and accusation. He's he's coming with, okay, you ready? Yeah, I've got something better. <laughs> it's okay. Like, yeah, don't beat yourself up because you went here or here. You did it or you didn't, or you yeah. stepped or you didn't step. It's like, now are you ready? Okay, let's do this. Right. You know, um, and 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 then I think following that too, that's where we find ourselves. Sometimes we find ourselves in a place so much bigger than we expected. Like, Oh my gosh, I never could have dreamed this or sometimes so much more normal than we expected, Mm -hmm. but so beautiful. And like, wow, I was making it like it needed to be this, but really the simplicity and the, the smallness is the most miraculous and most powerful. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think too, that, um, because I've been in this space where I've just let go of all that for the moment. (laughs) We'll see how long I can, but I really do feel like I've, I've just let go of the outcomes of things. Um, I've been in a place of just uh, joy, really being able to appreciate every little thing that I have and knowing not just, not just like, um, joy for just the moment. It's, there's also a knowing that there are things around the corner. For some reason, for me, that's like really a big deal. Yeah. Ever since I was a little girl, I do trust there's something around the corner. But I, I think that it's important to um, be able to sit in the the time that you're in, yeah, because um, a that's all we have, yeah, and b it's um, you know God's building something. So I, I feel like I've really, I've really been in a in a, in a good place where I've just been. Um, waiting with God. It's not to say that I wasn't walking through pain because that's also important. You got to sit in your pain. You you really need to not try to fill it and cover it and ignore it and numb it. Mm-hmm. numb out all the time, yeah, and push it. it away, like all the things that we do, yeah. to like not really deal with the fact that we're disappointed. Like somehow it's bad to be disappointed, yeah. And the reality is, like that's it's human, yeah, to well, be look at the disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right. right. I mean, yeah, really. I mean. Um, and so, um, I feel like I've been faithful to just, um, be in this place of. Grief, grieving things that I thought would work out and just didn't. Grieving places that I really wanted to be seen by certain people and they didn't yeah. see me. And but also like forgiving those people and knowing that and forgiving myself for yeah, for all good. of that. Not not carrying shame because we can carry shame yeah. in the places. I have a really cool story. I was um on this hike the other day. Um I love to go into nature with God. It's kind of the Celtic Christian in me. I just (laughs) want to go get in nature. And uh, as I was walking, I felt like the Lord was like, okay, you are not putting anything in your ears. We're not listening to anything. You're not. And then, so we get on the path and I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to talk. And he's like, we're not talking. (laughs) <laughs> you're just going to walk with me. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so we're walking and I, I started to get the impressions again. It's like, God's been impressing on me and that's been his voice lately. And I had to get the impression of nature or the impression of the green on my soul and I, my spirit. And it would really minister to me or like, as I was walking, I could just feel the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And I got to this one point in the hike where it was like, you could kind of go off to the right, which is the like normal way to go. Or there was this little path that was covered in green. Hmm. Um, and I felt like God was like, you're going to walk down that path. And so I'm like, okay, I'm walking. And as I'm walking, I had remembered this kind of prophetic word over my life. Everywhere you step, a garden is going to grow. And Hmm. so I just felt this beauty unfolding before me. And I got to this Tree. Mm-hmm. It was this huge eucalyptus tree, and the um, the leaves were kind of like coming down to the ground. And there was this swing, and I had never seen this before. And I have walked, I have run, and walked this trail for mm-hmm. like a decade. <laughs> I had never seen this swing. So funny. And it was hanging down, and it was wild because, firstly, one thing about me is I, I've since I've been a little girl, swinging on the playground was where I would talk to God. That was mm-hmm. my first That's memory cool. of a conversation with God. Was on the swings, wow. swing set. Which is crazy, because at that point I didn't even know who Jesus. No one had told me about Jesus. I was just having the conversation. But there was this swing, and it was kind of like a round swing. And, and what was great about it too, is that it was handcrafted. Like somebody had spent time making this thing. Yeah It wasn't a board that they got at, at you know, yeah, um, Home Depot. it was like or an IKEA like nail yeah. flack. Right <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Right? Um, it was just like really beautiful. Like the two grains of wood had been, I don't know. I wished I understood where woodworking better. It was gorgeous. Um, and there was an inscription in the swing. This swing said, uh, life is full of ups and downs. Just keep swinging. And I like, <laughs> blah, like Mr. lost Christ it, lost you know, it. in the all yeah. alone with God. And I just had this moment of like, a God has seen my pain. I felt yeah. like, oh, he's seen it. Yeah. He knows it. He, and it was even places deep down that I couldn't even voice yeah. things that hurt that I couldn't even get out, yeah. um, that God has seen that and, and known it intimately. And it was this sweet encouragement. It wasn't like he was saying, you know, now pull up your bootstraps, young lady, and get on with life. It was like swinging was joy for me. Yeah. He was like, keep choosing joy. Yeah, it's good. Move forward in joy because there is joy. Just keep swinging. It wasn't like, just keep pushing forward. And I, um, it's been like this just landmark thing, this little hike that I took where I was, it kind of changed the tide. I think that's when things really like, um, took a turn and I haven't been dealing with depression as much. And Mm -hmm. I felt hope again, like, oh, there's, there's more God is doing something bigger.
0: Yeah. it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just love love his intimate intentionality with us mm. you know hmm like that wasn't a God in heaven speaking to this human be patient get over yourself no that was a father talking to his daughter yeah going come here <laughs> yeah let me show you something in the language that I in the language understand going remember remember when you and I used to swing we're gonna you know what yeah. I mean like th- that. That kind of intimate intentionality, like if I have a purpose in my life, yeah, it's for people. I want to, I want to show, I want to introduce people to taste and see that he, this is who he is. This is who right. he is. He is good. Um, he's loving. He's intentional. He's pursuing. Right. He's right. outside of the box. He's outside of the box, <laughs> yeah. and and he's not standing waiting for us to screw up. He's standing there inviting us
1: to come mm-hmm. with him, and um, and our dreams are important. My journey with dreaming has been a dreaming with God, you know, as opposed to just dreaming my own dreams, learning how to, to co-create, co-create. Yeah. And sometimes part of co-creating is that you, you have to make adjustments along the way. Yeah. And I, I think also that like one of the really amazing things about dreaming is that you're in order to do it well, you have to really get solid in your identity Cause yeah. your dream isn't going to be able to come out like as accurately as it could, unless yes. you are pressing into who you need to be in Christ. Like, yes. cause he tells you who you are and through telling you who you are, it's like, they, they go hand in hand. Then your yeah. dreams start to kind of flow out. Like yeah. here's, here's who you are who you are is attached to the things you dream. Mm, it's good. Like we're, we're, it's all one beautiful tapestry he's weaving. And so that's why I feel like identity, identity is like, um, super key sitting down, listening to the Lord pour over you. When I was younger, I remember people telling me, somebody asked me one time, this was in a very religious legalistic church that I sort of grew up in. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, they were like, sweetheart, what do you want to do when you get older? And I think they were expecting me to be like, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a whatever, teacher. And I said, I want to be a a musician. I may have used the words rock star, (laughs) Because <laughs> I don't know if I knew what the difference was. I kind of know the difference now. Um, but I I think they looked at me and they said, Oh, sweetheart, you don't want to do that. That is of the world. And there, you know, world worldly things are attached to that. And I had this moment, I think I was 13, where I went, Oh no, everything that's inside of me that lives was just shut down. Unknowingly by this and person. Is wrong. Absolutely. It's like, like you can't do that. Yeah. And that caused me a few years of difficulty and trying to figure out who I was. But I think the, the thing now is like, I, as I've spent time with God, as he's kind of healed up some of those places, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is absolutely who I am. And, and we don't have to be ashamed. Um, there's also this kind of weird thing of like, don't get your identity mixed up. Don't, you know, you're, you're a Christian first and then you're, you know, and everybody's so careful. Yeah. And the reality is God is like, no, I'm it's okay. You're a musician. Don't you don't need to like be careful about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that I think the danger there is when your identity is rooted in what you do, then your worth gets placed there. Yes. Right. So there is a danger if that's where the identity goes. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think we we haven't learned how to celebrate how God made us. Mm-hmm. Psalm 139, you were knit together and your mother's fearfully and wonderfully made. There's this, there's this beautiful, it's a beautiful poem about the complexity with which and the intentionality with which we were made. Right. Yeah. Right? What does it look like when we can accept those things and be excited about those things and then join with Jesus in like Look, we get, to, we can. Go, let's go do this yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. we get to do this together. It's so we get to do this, right? And and that's that's what I think could be so freeing and so significant. And that's not um, all put on us by church. That's put on us by our family of origin, our upbringing. You mm-hmm. know, the weight of expectations. How do we? How do we? Lean into the Lord. How do we not let those things become our identity? Have our identity rooted squarely in the truth about him and the truth about what he says about us. Um, Being planted is such a theme in the Bible. And there's so much reference Mm -hmm. to where we're planted. Psalm 1, um, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 talks about being planted again, that roots will go deep so that it can bear fruit. And then 2 Kings chapter 19, I believe, verse 30. I just read this a couple of days ago. Isaiah is giving a prophecy about Judah and basically declaring some hope for them. And he says, the remnant that has escaped will once again root downward so that they could bear fruit upward. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things that I love about that is um, if, if a tree's roots don't go deep enough, then it's not going to be able to withstand the the weight of the fruit when it comes. Mm. Right? That's good. Yeah. Um, and seasons... The winter season where you know the leaves fall off, you know, with grapevines, they just look like dead twigs. Yeah. And so apparently there's no life. But in fact, the work is happening on the inside. That's right. Right. Yeah. It's it's being rooted down, and it's being replenished inside so that when the spring comes and when the leaves start to flourish and then the fruit comes, then then that that stalk, that tree, that trunk, that plant is gonna be able to then sustain and hold. The fruit that comes and so yeah. there's just something super cool about that and powerful oh. about that and if we can and, and I think we're conditioned I think just as humans that if something is disappointing right now or like the season that you're in okay these things aren't happening therefore it I'm must not, not be the plan it must something. not be the yeah. plan mm-hmm. I've been disobedient I'm not doing the right thing I'm a failure and not rather than going okay we're in this season. Mm -hmm. We're in this season of preparation. We're in this season of rooting down. We're in this season so that when, and it may be look differently than we think,
1: but something's coming. There is that expectation. Yeah. And sometimes that's only in your heart. You know, sometimes you're not going to get a word about it. Sometimes you're not going to even get a scripture. You're going to look and search all around, but sometimes it's very important that we don't get that. And, um, I don't think... I don't think anything great can come unless you can sit in the quiet places. And I don't think a person is developed unless they know how to be and not have everything moving a million uh, miles an hour. We yeah. weren't really even designed for that. You know, we have to have these places that almost feel like they're not moving, like yeah. totally stagnant places. Yeah. Um, and I do cherish it because I understand that it's in the, places that feel like there's no movement, that there's no life, there's no growth, that I'm really getting to understand what I believe and who God is for me in that, in that minute. Like you, you don't get to know yourself outside of that yeah. as well. Yeah. It, you know, God is just revealing so much to me about my own heart in these quiet places. And um, it's been sweet, yeah. if I really am going to be honest. It's been hard and painful, but it's been sweet.
0: Yeah it's good it's good yeah I loved this conversation and just at the very end right there Rihanna said it's in the places that I feel like there's no movement there's no life there's no growth that I'm really beginning to understand what I believe and who God is it's in that place that Jesus starts to reveal things. It's in those places that there's room for stuff to come to the surface. And so if you are someone who is finding yourself in a place that feels stagnant right now, or a place where the things that you were hopeful for, maybe you thought there was momentum or direction. um, It could be with school, with relationship, with Job, career, ministry, whatever it might be, I really want to encourage you to just stop. Sometimes it's hard to be still in God's presence and to wrestle with and be honest with our disappointments, our fear, our pain the loss of some things. You know, I think about Abraham and Sarah, and I think about that promise that was given to Abraham and the waiting, the excruciating waiting, and probably the grieving of what they thought was, and then the desperation that led them to some pretty poor decisions when they took it back into their own hands. Rihanna even shared that she realized a lot of the rejections and disappointments that she went through were because she was trying to take things into her own hands. How often do we try to manipulate or force something our insecurity, our fear drives us. And that very thing becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and we begin to face the very things that we're fearful of, right? God is always inviting us. He's a loving Father. That loving Father comes with authority. That loving Father sometimes comes with a firm hand. That loving Father sometimes is silent. That loving Father sometimes gently but firmly says no. (laughs) Sometimes that loving father, just uh, like a child on a bike who's ready to run into something, just comes and scooches our handlebars a little bit so that we don't do a face plant, (laughs) but we actually make it. So let your loving father guide you. Let him convict you. Let him pick you up and dust you off and set you on the right path. Let him be silent next to you. All of those are expressions of his love. So Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are good. That you are loving. That you were intentional with how you made us. That you've molded and shaped and dreamed up and equipped your kids for a purpose. And Father, I thank you that, that you are inviting us to step in with great expectation and open hands. Father, would you show us the areas that we have tightened our grip so hard that we've maybe even choked out the things that are in our hands. Lord, would you help us to loosen, to surrender, to lay down, to let maybe our ideas die so that there's room for your plan, And Father, in Jesus' name, would you just bring encouragement and hope, peace, awareness of your presence, and would you restore joy? God, we love you, and I thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sacred Space podcast. If you would like more information about Rihanna Downey, you can go to the link in the episode notes and visit her website. You can also check her out on Spotify and follow her on Instagram. If you aren't already, would you subscribe to the Sacred Space podcast? And if this podcast was encouraging to you, would you spread the word? Would you share it on social media, tag us, post it, rate us, review us, all of that helps get the word out and helps God bring encouragement through this ministry. Also, if you would like to support the production of Sacred Space, you can make a tax deductible donation by following the links in the episode notes, or you can go to my website, GinaStockton.com and click the donate button in the top right hand corner. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time in the Sacred Space.